Psalm 27. I'll be looking at the whole psalm. I'm going to uh, read from the King James uh, Version. Uh, Something about reading the Psalms in King James. Uh, The language is a poetic language. Uh, The old language that the King James Version Bible is written in. and Nothing can beat its poetic value in how you can memorize these Psalms in the King James translation. Uh, Psalm 27 is a psalm of David. Uh, He wrote this, and uh, you can probably look through his eyes and say, I think I know what he's talking about. You might have experienced some of these circumstances in your life, but you're looking for more help and sustainment. Well, let's look at this psalm and see how David found his help through God. Psalm 27, first verse says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, Shall he hide me? He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies around about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also. Upon me and answer me when thou saidest, seek ye my face. My heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I see. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies, for false witness are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. Unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. 
Praise God for his word. I want to try to deal with this topic, if you will. No fear. There's a popular T-shirt for athletics dealing with no fear. I had a shirt myself of no fear with my favorite sports team. But when you look up the word fear and you see it as a noun, it says it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Or then in the standpoint of a verb, a transactional verb, it is to be afraid of someone or something as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatened. In our text in Psalm, you can see it as a noun and as a verb that I have no fear and I will not <laughs> be afraid. And, and look at what's coming after this, this psalm right as he's talking about this story. I, I can picture David saying that though my enemies look to devour me, uh, has anybody had a lion or a bear come after them? David had that experience. I, I, never in my everyday vocation do I have to worry about a lion or a bear coming after you. But, but David, as a shepherd boy, had to watch over the sheep. And he said at one time a, a lion came and a bear came. And I was able to defeat that, that lion and that bear and return the sheep back to the fold. Uh, has anybody ever had to face a giant? But David, he had a face of John. He can see a big, tall enemy coming to devour him. But he came out, said, I, I don't come with armory and weapon, but I come in the name of the Lord. You can see the psalm and realize that I have no fear. I, I read in a quote, I can't remember who quoted, but he said that I don't have to fear when I fear God. Because when I fear God, there's nothing else to be afraid of. When I fear God, there's nothing else to be scared of. When I fear God, I'm not worried about my right sister somebody about a surgeon's table. When I fear God, I'm not worried about the doctor's final report. Because I know the Lord is my life <laughs> and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my stronghold. Or the Lord is my fortress. Either way, what it means that He will protect. My life. See, I want us to grab in the psalm to look at the movement and pick up some things. And first and foremost, I want us to pick out how you can be confident in God. See why this, this psalmist said, I have no fear? Because he said, I am confident. Did you see it there? He realized that even though my armies will surround me, they will besiege me. I still am confident. Why is he confident? He said, the Lord is my light. That means that the Lord is the radiance. The Lord is my joy. The, the Lord is a symbol of everything that is good. And then he goes on saying, the Lord is my salvation. What does that mean? That means that God's love acts out salvation. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. What was the act of giving? He gave his son for salvation. Do you see in the text how God loves us in such a way he will protect us? 
So what's the purpose of fearing? So I know that my Lord is my light. That what does that mean? That in the dark times, in times of trouble, you look for light. You look for symbols of help. When you're at night, you put a bonfire up to keep the enemies away, to keep animals away while you sleep at night. And you keep the fire there to stay warm. Look at the symbolism of the light. God said, I led them by cloud by day and by fire. By night. You see, God loves this light. There's a, there's in the temple and in the tabernacle, the flame, the fire, the light is continually burning, consuming the sacrifices, the light. God is my light. To be confident in God, you have to know who God is. How do you know the Lord? Do you know him as your light? Do you know him as your salvation? Do, do you see security in God? That's what the psalmist says. He saw security in him. And then he says, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fall. Uh, uh, You can see the psalmist here being confident, realizing that he's as with me. (laughs) It's more than those that are against me. Uh, As they're trying to get me, I I can see David thinking about Goliath. Uh, Goliath tried to get me, but that stone made him stumble (laughs) and fall. Uh, I can see Saul trying to get me, but he had the stumbling and he failed. You you look in the text and see how Saul died. He stumbled upon an arrow. And he and he fell on his sword. His enemies fell. David didn't have to do anything, but God took down his enemies. Some of you are trying to curse somebody right now. Some of you want to uh, wish ill will against somebody right now. But I want you to stop trying to put harm on them and say, Lord, uh, I'm not going to worry about them. You are my light and my salvation. Though enemies come after me and lie after me and cheat after me, I know you can make them stumble and fall. God is my strength. The text clearly, literally says as a fortress or a stronghold. It's pretty much the standpoint of this, that God will protect us from all oncoming harms and dangers. That so therefore, when you're at home, don't you oftentimes feel secure at home when you put on your locks and you put your alarm system on and you get in your bed and you cover up yourself in your warm blanket and you go to sleep? Don't you feel secure because you feel safe in your house? David is saying here that my father is my stronghold. He is my fortress. He will protect me from my enemies that are coming after me. Do you see that there in the text? He said, though the host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. You see here, he's confident that his defense is going to hold up. Why? Because God will never leave us nor forsake us. Nor have we seen the seed of Abraham begging for bread. God told Joshua, be of good courage. Lord, I will be with you. David realized that the promise that God has given, he will not forsake. If God has caused you to go into a foreign land, if God has caused you just as David to be king, no No matter what you're going through, God's going to see you through. Husbands and wives, no matter what you're going through, if God has put you together, guess what? God can surround you and surround you and protect you from the schemes of the enemy. The enemy may come up looking to devour your flesh. He looks there to eat you up. And and remember that good old lion. That good old lion. First, uh, Peter talks about that old lion that seeks 
The same whom he may devour. That's Satan. Satan is, is trying to devour you. He's trying to eat you up. Satan is doing all that he can. It may sometimes it may be friends and family that turn on you. Trying to make you hate, turn on your spouse or turn on your kids. It may be your neighbor saying the wrong thing, but yet you gotta turn on to God and say, Lord, you be my light. You be my salvation. You be my stronghold. You be what I hold on to. This is what I'm going to be confident in. You see the confidence there? Well, you know that God's word is a true word. When God is standing up, so many times we will listen to somebody else before we listen to God. It's easy for us to remove people that lie on us out of our lives, but we hold on to sin that destroys us. It's easy for us to, to, to break up with that good for nothing boyfriend or girlfriend cheating on us. But when we cheat on God, we keep on cheating on him. We don't give up what we cheat on him. With. It's so easy for us to, to trust in to the enemy and give in to the enemy instead of say, Lord, I'll wait on you. As we become confident in God, we can realize that no matter what surrounds me, I'm with no fear because I fear him who's going to protect me. I reverence him that's going to take care of me. I know he is my light. He is my salvation. He, he is my strength. So whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Of? I'm scared of no one. And when you grab on to who you're confident, when you know who God is, then you're able to focus. Focus. In order for you to have no fear, you need to stay focused on the main thing. You see there in verse 4, this person made out that my life is narrowed down to one thing. Have you ever narrowed down your life to one thing? Some of us have to narrow down our lives to one thing. Husband and wives narrow down their lives to one thing. No matter what, I'm going to be by your side. Parents narrow down their lives to one thing with their children. No matter what, I'm going to be your mother. Now I look at my mother. I know what a hard task that can be to say, no matter what, I'm going to be your mother. There's plenty of times I know my mom would like to leave me somewhere because I was acting like I was not her child. But she has made up her mind that I made up my mind on one thing. I'm going to raise this kid the best I know how. A lot of us need to wake up and get our, our minds focused on one thing. And, and when David was able to focus down on one thing, he says, there's one thing I desire. There's one thing I really want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And when David realized what his focus was, something took over him while he was there. He, he says, you will hide me <laughs> in your secret place. And I want you to grab the vision here. The temple was not built. There was no big, beautiful temple building, but there was a tabernacle that God told to Moses how to build Moses built this tabernacle. Now, there was nothing really great about the tabernacle except what was within the tabernacle. What was within the tabernacle took of great creation, this beautiful place they call the Holy of Holies. Uh, in that place was the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark was just a piece of wood, but it was overlaid with gold. But on top of that gold was something they called the Mercy Seat. And on the Mercy Seat was some beautiful decorations of cherubims. And, and they'll put the sacrifices above that. And the blood would get on that Mercy Seat. And when the blood came down on the Mercy Seat, oh, the Lord so mercy on the children of Israel. And and David, really, I'm a wretch undone. But if I can just get in your secret place and be close enough to your mercy, then you will protect me 
You'll lift me up above my enemy. Do you see that there? How when God can look down on us, he has to see blood <laughs> for remissions of sins. And, and nobody could but the high priest was in the place of the holiest. It was a sacred place where, where God's cloud would ascend and his presence would fill the temple. And they knew the presence of God was there. And David had a deep longing and desire to be in the presence of the Lord. Where's your focus? When your focus is on what you're focusing on, you do whatever you can to get that done. For example, I'm going to use me again. My mother knew I loved to play video games. So she knew in order for me to focus on playing video games, I had to focus on cleaning my room or doing my homework. So it was amazing how my homework got done. And my room became clean so I can go and do the one thing I was focused on. Now, I focused on playing those video games so I would get my homework done so I could play until it was time to go to bed. I, I could be outside playing until it was time to go to bed because I did my homework. Because if I did not do my homework, my mom would wake me up either early that morning or late that night to finish my work until it was done. And then on top of that, I wouldn't be able to play come that weekend. So I realized there's one thing I was focusing on, how I could dwell in front of the TV all the day of my childhood life. But when I grew up, I, I realized like saucer when I was a child, I, I did some childish things. But when I became a man, I, I put these childish things away. And now my, my desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord. We have some witnesses here that realize that sometimes we can focus on the wrong things. We, we get all caught up in that man, all caught up in that woman, all caught up on that raise and that job we did not get. Uh, get all caught up on that new car we're not able to buy. But when I focus on the Lord, all those other things seem to sweep on by. And I start to have a calm and peace upon me. Then I can be like David. He says, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I, I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Can you see it there? How you realize that you may not have that fancy car. You may not have that boy or that girl you thought you should be with. You may not have that raise you want. But you got shouts of joy. You got singing a new song. Because God has sustained you. God has kept you. He protected you from all your enemies that have come around you. Do you see it there? You have peer pressure. Students at school picking on you. You have bullies. You have a boss that just never treats you right. You sometimes feel un unrespected at your own household, but you know there's a God who can hide you in his pavilion, who can lift you up. Don't look to every all the time for somebody else to lift you up, but say, Lord, lift me up. Say, Lord, I stand with you. Lord, hide me in your secret place. Oh, cover me with the blood of Jesus. Oh, sing me, Lord, as only you can, as your child, as your own, forgiven of all my sins. I want to hide where I'm safe. And where am I safe? I'm safe. With you. You see that there? And then you see how when he's focused on one thing, he can be focused in his prayer. You see that there? Look, 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 look at his prayer. Look, look. 
Verse six. And, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle a sacrifice of joy. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praising to the Lord. And you see how he starts praising him. And he says, look here, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. You see how humbly he comes now to God and say, look, I see what a wretch I am. I'm asking you, God, to hear me. See, some of us, we get so bold. We say, I know God hears me. But some of us need to become with more reverence. With more respect and say, Lord, hear my plea. Have mercy on me. Being just like that woman caught in the act of adultery. She didn't come bold and say, look at them. She just came with her head bowed down. And, and Lord, the Lord looked at her and said, where are your accusers? She says, they have gone. She says, neither do I accuse. You aren't so glad how we can humbly come for the Lord. and He can look past our fault. But it's by his mercy. He's rich in mercy. You see how David is focused on his prayer. He cries out, Lord of mercy, hear my cry. Have you been there before? You've been perplexed. Your enemies are trying to get you. You're being bullied. You're being talked about. You're being chastised. You're being beat down. And you just think, can somebody hear my cry? Can somebody come to my rescue. And David realized when I'm in the presence of the Lord, I can cry out to the Lord who is my light and my salvation. I can cry out to the Lord who is the strength of my life. And Lord, I'm asking, I'm begging for your mercy. Then hide not your face from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Again, no fear. Again, he's with full of confidence, saying, Lord, you are my salvation. Again, repeating what he said earlier, Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Again, what is the salvation? Salvation is nothing but the product of of God's love. For God so loved the world he gave. You see, when you love somebody, you give. When you love somebody, you sow it. You don't just say it, but you put it in to action. And God said, I know I love you, so I will redeem you. Yes, I will save you. And David realized that, Lord, I know you love me. Lord, I know you've called me. And so I know you are my salvation. And look here. It takes a twist here. It takes a twist here. He says, when... My father and my mother forsake me. Then the Lord will take me up. Now, it's not implying here that David's mother and father forsake him, but it's basically he's saying in a question, if, if it so happens that my mother and my father forsake me, God, you will take me up. Doesn't the Bible say that he's a father to the fatherless? He's a husband to the widow. Oh, God can fill up gaps. Nobody else can. I know there be times you may feel alone, but you can go to the father that can step right on in and fix whatever the problem may be. I know there be times you may feel alone, but we have a God that's just closer than any brother. I'm glad that even if my mother and my father may forsake me, my father never will. Because he is my light and my salvation. Do you see that there? So you see, oftentimes friends may come and friends may go. 
But yet our Father, He is still the same today as He was yesterday and He will be tomorrow. And then you look at it more closely in Revelation. It says, in the God that was and is and is to be. But when it gets towards the end of the chapter, it just says, for the God who is. Because after everything passes away, after everything goes where God is, it's just all that it is. We'll be able to forever be in his presence. But while we're here on this earth and days come after the next, our God will still be that same God. We may have some fair weather friends who may come and go, but you have a father you can always cry out to. Say, Lord, I need Your mercy, I need you to cover me because my enemies are coming against me. Look at verse 12. It says, deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelly. And in verse 13, I have fainted unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord where? In the land of the living. When I got to that verse, I started thinking about David, and then I started thinking about the root of David. Mm. I started thinking about Jesus, how uh, Jesus came into the world, and he is the light, and the world rejects him. Uh, I thought about Jesus, how his enemies did camp all around him. Do you remember in the garden how they came with knives and spears and torches uh, coming to get some rebel rouser? And he says, whom you come after? They say after Jesus, he said, I am he. And you look in John, they fell down and fell. My enemies may come, but they will stumble and fall. I see here how Jesus told his disciples, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I think about David saying, if I be in your secret place, you'll raise me up above my enemies. They will be at my footstool. Then I think about how he was in court, in a kangaroo court, if you will. People making up all kind of false testimonies about him, breathing cruelty against him. But still, uh, Jesus stood. But still, the son of David stood right there. They were trying to beat him down, but he realized, uh, wait on the Lord. Three things to remember. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. You see, Jesus was willing to wait on the Lord. Do you see him there? I don't have to act, but just do my Father's will. What did David say? Lord, teach me your way. Make my path straight because my enemies are trying to get me. Did not Jesus say for the way to evil is wide and broad, but the path to righteousness is narrow. We need to stay on the narrow path. Don't go with all the evildoers who go down that wide and that easy path to the path of destruction. But be like Jesus. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. How could Jesus stand there with no fear? Because one thing he was confident. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. David saw that God 
God was the light, that God is the salvation. Jesus was showing this, that I am the light. I am the salvation. And just like David desired to be in the place of the holiest, right now, I said right now, right now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. What does that mean? That means no longer do I have to delight to go into the temple of the Holy of Holies. But right now, my knee can become the Holy of Holies. Right now, I can look up and see the blood of Jesus covering me and see my Father looking down and telling me, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. I know some of you are about to go home and see some mess in your house, but all I just want you to do is just testify on your way home and say, Lord, you are my light. You are my salvation. Can anybody here testify and say, Lord, you are the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? Can somebody testify? Lord, I do, I do, I desire to dwell in a house of the Lord. Have no fear. No matter what happens on November 4th, have no fear. No matter when you go to the doctor, have no fear. Some of y'all might have to go into a courtroom. Have no fear. You might have to go for a checkup. Have no fear. For the Lord is my light and the Lord is my salvation. Whom, I say, whom shall I fear? Tell somebody, have no fear. Have no fear. Be confident in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust Him. May we stand the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust. Is there somebody here that has not trusted the Lord? But want to come into his tabernacle. Jesus is calling you right now. Is there someone here looking for a church home? We extend our hands to you.